Hello and welcome to another episode of Corgi Town USA. In my lapish chuckles are Spokes Korg, and of course, I am Candy. And with us, I am Cat. Cat Napoli. Napoli. <laughs> I never say it right. Napoli. Ah. Cat Napoli. Ah. Not Napoli. Napoli. Like Monopoly. Like Monopoly. Yeah. Like Monopoly. That's like what they used Monopoly. to. They used to try and like make fun of me in school and call me. Catherine Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly. Okay. Really? Do, do you idiot uh, third graders know what you're talking about? No. A Monopoly is a, is a good thing. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So in our uh, studio, uh, no Digby today, but we do have Booger and Mortimer Barnabas. That's right. He's eating my corgi, corgi face notepad. <laughs> and uh, we have Hammer popping in from time to time. Yes. And we often get asked, they, people say, we want a corgi. Uh, where should we start? And we're so glad that you come to us with this. I tend to tell people the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, they are wonderful pets, of course. I've had seven over 17 years. And I have four currently. And I always will have them. Cat <laughs> has one. Digby's worth about four by himself. What? Yes, he is, he is worth about He's about worth about four. Four corgis, uh, seven cats, and two three-year-olds. <laughs> He's and a, a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. But to that point, corgis are not a background dog. So no. I, I tell everyone, you know, they are a working breed. More often than not, you will get a corgi that's very high energy. Yes. Um, as such, they do need a job. They need a lot of interaction. They need a lot of training. They are easy to train because they are smart. Uh, but there are a lot of things that go into that. Uh, part of it is mindful training, mindful home environment when you get them. The other is uh, where you get them. Right. And that's huge. The, the where you get them is huge. And we've done shows on, I mean, we're talking to Tawny at, at Shade Out DM all the time. And we're doing shows on, on DM. And we had our little DM shirt. But it, that's one of many issues that can happen with a corgi they don't test before that, breeding that yeah. is not tested yes prime example for sure uh temperament too yes uh but there are some wily breeders out there that don't follow the rules or like the money that corgis bring or yep. various things uh but we have had melissa tarsis from east coast corgi rescue on our broadcast before and i love her philosophy on rescue and that the dog needs you more than you need the dog. And so they're all about mindful placement. And if it's hard for others to understand, it's because they have a selective process because corgis can be a handful. And especially if they're in rescue, yes, they're being very much. placed because they are a handful or too much for someone else. So they have been facing a deluge of post-COVID uh, puppies and yeah. people can't handle them. And so I thought we would bring Melissa on back and talk about kind of what rescue is facing right now. Should we bring her back? Absolutely. Melissa, welcome back. Welcome thank back. You, thank you. And yeah. I'm I'm going to start with arguing with you. Um <laughs> I think our pets rescue us. <laughs> I think our pets def definitely rescue. Yeah. Rescue our little hearts. Of course they do, but yes. you still need to be the right person. You do need to, to be the right person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which is where yeah. Melissa comes in. Yes. 
Yes. So, thank you for, we know it's uh, very late tonight where you are. So we thank you so much for your time to come back and talk about this. Um, but I wanted to talk about recently, uh, East Coast Corgi Rescue, you had, you all had posted about how uh, you're kind of, you're a little overwhelmed right now. Uh, you're having quite a few owner surrenders and intakes. And uh, we'd love to hear, you know, we talk about mindful breeding and where you get your dogs and you should really think long and hard about why you want a corgi before you get one so that you're not faced with this. Uh, of course, there are other things that are out of control, but we just wanted to hear you talk about what's going on right now, how you think we got here and just kind of take us through that and also how we can help. Okay. Um, I can tell you how we got here. Yes. <laughs> People are entitled and selfish. I like it. I that, like your directness. That is a thing that it's, happens. Yep. I want what I want. I don't care. If you won't give it to me, I'm going to go wherever I can to get it. And when I don't want to deal with it anymore, it's not my problem. And I'm going to dump it on a rescue or a shelter. Goodness. And that is <laughs> what's happening. And that's... It that's as succinct as I can be about it. Uh, it's, it's, this is as bad as I think anybody's, uh, anyone has ever seen it. So I've been in rescue for five years. Um, my, my dogs before were both rescues. One was truly, um, a stray on the street. The other one came through a rescue organization in Atlanta and I got like slight, like loosely involved with some of them and start, started to see kind of how they operate and how things go. And I believe for many, many years that there are no bad dogs there's only bad people and bad owners yeah and i like have been eating those words the last six months to a year because you know when anything happens everybody does one thing and then they all acclimate and do something else and it doesn't matter what that is right so covid happened and everybody like constricted and thought all right we're home how long are we home for and then six eight weeks later it's like we're home for a while let's get a dog um, and then people went and got dogs and it's not, it's not just necessarily like a Corgi issue, but a lot of the full breed rescues are also dealing with the same kind of issue. So, um, you have people that are opportunists that were on the fringes of the good breeding, you know, world and, you know, backyard breeders, pet stores, it's just unbelievable. And people became so focused on, in our area in DC, the Amish are a huge, you know, breeder, uh, they are a backyard crappy breeder of corgis almost without fail. Like I hate to paint with a broad brush, but maybe there's a couple of them that are okay and are doing testing. But for the most part, it's all about the money. And the reason that we know this is because they sell all the males, they keep a couple of the breeding females, and they all trade around and share the same, you know, one or two stud dogs. And we, ex we suspect that a lot of these dogs are, the bloodlines aren't tracked. So we don't actually know that they're far enough away in bloodline. Yeah. And then the other problem that we are seeing is they're being given away at sold, not given away, sold at six to seven weeks old. Whereas your good breeders have more from keeping them. It used to be eight weeks, then it turned into nine weeks. Now it's like 10 weeks. They will not separate the puppy from the mother before 10 weeks. And so people don't care. They don't give a crap. They just want a corgi and they don't realize that your, your corgi doesn't even look like a normal corgi should. Your yeah. corgi doesn't act like a normal corgi. You may as well have gotten a garden gnome because it's not a corgi. Like, so this is what we're dealing with. And 
it, we closed our surrenders. We just shut it down. We said our mental health is becoming an issue for us. We're exhausted. Um, you know, there's five of us who are on the board, but then there's a whole crew of dozens and dozens of fosters and basically almost all of the fosters without fail are like, we want to go on vacation this summer. We're tired of having aggressive dogs. We're tired of having quirky dogs, tired of dogs where you walk in the room and they lunge at you. Mm. And that's what they're dealing with. So we decided to shut it down. And um, some of the surrenders that we're even getting um, where people are messaging us now and trying to like circumvent the process, you know, you're hearing these stories and you're just like, you're exactly the reason why we closed the surrenders for a couple of months. We just, we have to catch up. We have to do right by the dogs that we have right now in the rescue. And if everybody honestly wasn't so selfish and instant results and demanding what they want now, this wouldn't have happened and people don't care. They don't give a crap. So they'll just dump it on a shelter. You know, shelters get county money or state money. They have to take the dogs and they turn their, most of them turn their back and you never hear from them again anyway. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's shaken a lot of us in, in the rescue to our core because for that first time, you know, you were constantly like, dog goes out, you look up, a couple more dogs are coming in, they're getting vetted, dog goes out. It's like, as if we're looking up and there's a herd of them coming at us and there's only five of us. So um, everyone else is in the same boat. We talked to Carolina Corgi Rescue, their South, Southeast is their name. They said they're in the same boat. They don't have willing fosters. Every good dog owner already has a dog in the house. They don't have any no dog fosters. They don't have any no dog homes. And um, it's just, we're we're struggling. There's, there's nobody out there to adopt these dogs and there's plenty of people that want to dump them. That's terrible. And they're just pumping out these, these breeders are pumping out more mm-hmm. and more creating. And pe- yeah. And if people, people think, well, I've saved one out of the breeder, but you paid him $3,000 for it. You didn't do anything other than guarantee that he's going to breed again. Right. Yeah. Cause you've, you've made them, you've made them money. Um, right. Yeah. I don't, I, uh, what, what are the laws in regard to breeding? Are so the there, reason though? that Pennsylvania and Missouri are the number one and two puppy mill states is because there's almost no laws to protect dogs there. That's what I figured. Yeah. So most of our dogs get traced back to one of the two states. Pennsylvania, I reported a breeder to Department of Agriculture, which oversees, um, you know, breeders. And anything under 25 dogs on the property is considered like a hobby breeder or something and they're not subject to a license. Mm. So, so there's just, just as not... long as you keep 25 dogs or less, mm-hmm. you're, you're protected. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, which, you know, if they've only got three or four breeding dogs, then that's pretty much, they're always going to be under the 25, regardless of the size of the litter. So, sure. um, you know, I mean, even like, honestly, like Craigslist for as sloppy as they are, does a great job shutting down all those advertisements Facebook won't even do that. Like Facebook has backyard breeder groups with people just, you know, selling corgis and it's sad, you know, you see it. And if you say anything, you get kicked out of the group or blocked and then you can't even see the group anymore. And if you try to report it to Facebook, as much as Facebook has loved to be big brother and to, you know, if you, if you write anything in a comment that says like, Oh, I was so mad. I wanted to punch my brother in the face. They will lock your account down for 30 days and yes. ban you, but they don't give a crap if there's all these backyard breeders in these groups. It's right. cr- it's like, uh, it's mind blowing that this is like the world we live in, that right. nobody wants to protect them. 
Nobody wants to protect these animals. It's really sad. What? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is on our broadcast. We try to be very that's one of the biggest things we want to do here is help guide people mm -hmm. uh, because, and you and I have talked about this, Melissa, that when I had my first Corgi, nobody knew what a Corgi was. Right. And uh, you know, people say, what kind of dog is that? And then uh, it's probably been about the last 10 years or so, maybe a little less eight to 10 years that they've really blown up in popularity. Yes. And there are a lot of positive things with that, but there are also some negative things. And part of that is that this, Breeders see him as a cash cow. So mm -hmm. the best thing we can do is try to guide the audience. You like corgis, please listen to us. Please watch. Please listen. Please research. Please. What we tell you, I always say we, I will never allow us to be incentivized by any kennel or breeding program because I don't, I don't want that, uh, that collusion. No, mm -hmm. not at all. Yeah. We're here. We're here to give you, uh, I, you know, I, I can tell people who I like, but that's and tell you why, but we want to tell you that insist on testing, insist on bloodline lineage, uh, insist on the documentation, um, uh, but also do your research beforehand. Corgis mm -hmm. are wonderful. They're amazing dogs. They may not be right for you in your home. We That's can right. tell you why. There are lots of Corgi enthusiasts that if you just like them, you can go to the meetups and play with them. And we would love for you to pet them and play with them. But maybe you don't need one for your home. Um, I tell people they are a full-time job. Uh, they are. They're, they are. they're not a background dog. You want yeah. a lap dog that hangs out and you take cute pictures every now and then take them on a walk. No. Yeah. The, the Corgi becomes your life. They're a child. Pre pretty much. I, you know, yeah. for... For Digby, you know, I, I work from home and he is under my desk constantly. So, oh, well, he's calm. He's no, no, I cannot pee, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> cannot mm -hmm. pee Good. without him you know, right there. He's a companion. He he's a, he, companion. well, he's, yeah. Mm, but, and, and I love him, you know, and when, you know, and when, uh, you know, I needed, someone in the house there he was and and you know now i'm it, you know i'm two years out from my husband passing you don't get rid of the dog ladies and gentlemen you don't you don't like go oh he drives me crazy he's gone you don't do that i will say occasionally he gets threatened with you're going back to other mommy <laughs> <I kept there. laughs> you're going back to other mommy but he comes here anyway to play so but it, it she tried to pawn it him is. off on me tonight. Oh, I should have brought him, left him overnight. <laughs> well, you're coming to my house tomorrow, so there you have it. Um, but seriously, any animal, and, and we hear this, of course, we're talking about corgis, and we hear this at Easter time. Oh, let me get the kids a bunny rabbit. And then how mm -hmm. many bunnies are, you know, left to rescue? And we and with Digby, uh, yeah. he was a surrender. Uh, he didn't go to the shelter he wound up finding me because I, people will, Hey, there's a Corgi that needs a home and not quite to your level of what you're dealing with, Melissa, <laughs> but people do right. Oh, there's a Corgi that needs a home. And then at a certain point, I go, I, I, my house is full. I can't take anymore. But, but Digby, they, yeah. uh, they had some, some health issues as well, but they were, he was also just too much for them. They were old, elderly couple and right. he's working breed and he's a lot. And, and so I had to work with them quite a bit on training because I was familiar with Corgis and the kind of training they need. And, you know, and he, he still is a lot. And that that's such a huge problem. So I say that to say, how can we help East Coast Corgi Rescue? We've talked about this. How can we talk? How can we help rescue groups? Legally, because I have things going through my brain right now. 
So legally, how can we help not you? The, not the Italian mafia. <laughs> not way. the Italian mafia way. I would be in that car with you. I would love it. <laughs> I like her for a reason. Right? <laughs> She's our people. She's our people. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to dial back yeah. this I want it because I want it culture. You know, I I cringe when we have adopters who are going to have kids in a few years and say that on their application. You know, they're, they're a lot of dog for somebody that is, say, 18 to 24 years old, which are very pivotal, 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 and, and years in your life where you have so much change. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. 24 to 30, you might have a job or you're working or you're settling down and you're getting married and you're thinking about having kids. A lot of these dogs are not good with kids. So there's like such a shrunken pool of like a perfect home for a corgi, right? Um, And that's not all dogs, but that's these these dogs in rescue. And when people have little kids and they say, well, how can we get a corgi? I mean, you should go to a good breeder and get one, honestly. Like we're not anti-breed. You know, and they say that and it's like, we're not anti-breeder. We love good breeders. Like, you know, we know of the good breeders around here and we would absolutely advertise them. But they say, no, we we can't take any more people because we don't have enough dogs for them. Um, but you know, I don't know. How do you make people, how do you make people really realize like either they're not at the right stage of life for this kind of dog, or this dog is way too much work and way too demanding for you when you have social media in people's faces. And I mean, we had somebody that tried to surrender the other day and circumvent the system. And absolutely, the woman drove me absolutely nuts because she changed her mind. We counted seven times. Like, I'm surrendering. I'm not surrendering. And in her surrendering emails, she was saying, we're not even a dog family. We don't even really like dogs. Why did you get him? They got him at a pet store. Like, I like there's so many things wrong with this. I don't I don't know how to fix this, though, you guys like I don't I don't know other than telling people that. Everyone's selfishness now created so many dogs in the system. It's not just corgis. The the shelters are overrun. A woman at a shelter in North Carolina posted something today. I had gotten a corgi mix from her before I even started the rescue when I was just doing it like, you know, for myself and my friends. Um, And she's like in tears because they sent a dog home with somebody and the people had, you know, literally like a dog and pony show come through their house to meet the new dog. And it was just too much for the dog. And finally somebody came over and the dog, I guess, snapped or snarled or something. And they returned it to the shelter. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then she said, and I sent her the three, three day, um, three week, three month thing, you know, like it takes them three months to realize like this is home and I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're, they're still like living creatures and they, they have feelings and they, you know, they've got you know, emotions and feelings and they notice things and they'll be your best friend and your most loyal companion, but you got to put a little bit into it too. Oh, and absolutely. it's, you know, you've got to do your research. You've got to, um, stop supporting backyard. Like if I could just like, if people could just stop supporting backyard breeders, they would all go out of business. They would stop doing what they're doing. And then we could actually have like a more normal system here, Manageable you know, level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's people that get mad that they're not going to get a Corgi and they would rather pay a backyard breeder 3000. They're actually up to $5,000 in some cases, which is more than the legit breeders are. Right. So yeah. you're paying like they, like there's a pet store here that's charging $5,000 for a pet store Corgi 
which came from Missouri, which you could probably buy from them in Missouri for $700. And people don't get it. They just want what they want. Most of the pet stores don't. Those breeders aren't necessarily legitimate. No, no, no. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I've talked to Not. people who have uh, purchased the pet store uh, dogs before and they've done their genetic testing and comes to find out they're like three different mixes yep. or something when they were supposed to be purebred or maybe mm -hmm. just one mix. And yep. Yeah. And you know, and then what do you do? You, you, if you give up the dog, you know, oh, I wanted a pure breed corgi. I wanted a pure whatever. You give up the dog. You can't give up the dog. You, you know, you're going to sue the pet store. The pet store is going to say we didn't know. It's I. I personally wonder, and you know, Melissa, you and I think alike. Uh, this one, she's very kind. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like. Can't we blast this on? You know, on social media, awareness is what we can. Awareness. Do. I uh, mean, just the awareness of. So, viewer, listener, please share this episode. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. Not only because we like your like and subscribing, but this is an important message. Uh, we want as many people to know as as possible, and kind of piggybacking on what you're saying, Cat, that it, there's a multifaceted problem as to why shelters and rescues are full. You have. Yeah. You have the people that like cat, you know, was saying is you do get people that have very superficial reasons as to why they decide not to keep the dog. Uh, but you also have uh, the ones that where we really need rescues for uh, health issues. Can't keep the dog because they they've been handed with a terminal Dig illness. Digby uh, is a Digby is a prime example. Digby's yeah. original mom messages me constantly she sends me pictures of Checking digby him, yeah. you know of digby when he was a puppy she she, mm -hmm. she absolutely loves him could not keep him right. you know there Couldn't there was there was a it. health issue going on in the family and the focus had to be there i get it yeah well and then sometimes you don't know how it's going to go right you don't yeah. know what the ending's like you don't know yeah. that's going to take all of your resources and students that and we don't want to shame anybody for that because no. that of course is perfectly acceptable that's right but it starts at the beginning when you make the decision to get a dog that you yeah. are are your reasons correct um is it companion is it because you thought they were cute on instagram <laughs> it's yeah. not a good reason yeah just because right. the queen just because the queen has corgis uh ladies and gentlemen she has a whole staff she has a whole staff her. yes yes she does personally <laughs> feed trainers them. you know yeah, she does yeah, personally yeah. interact with them but she has a staff right yeah they, i mean those are it starts at the beginning and we have the legitimate reasons as to why dogs have to be rehomed. Uh, but it starts with if they are poorly bred, they're not bred for temperament. They're not bred for health. Uh, they're bred for money. Yeah. You have the inbred. Uh, they're mm -hmm. incredibly hard to train. Um, so you have that multifaceted problem on all of those reasons, mm -hmm. but as well as why the dog is not working out in your home. You're both miserable. The dog's miserable because you don't know how to give the dog a good life, but you're also miserable because the dog's making your life miserable. It's, you know, not just the breed is a handful. Yes, it, it, you definitely want to be prepared, but also you tag that on top of poor breeding practices. Yes. Right. You have a dog that is aggressive or has poor temperament because there probably are a couple wires touching that shouldn't be. It wasn't <laughs> bred well if it's inbred, right? I mean, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's that's part of it. And then if mm -hmm. you're not prepared for it, you have this dog that needs just immeasurable amounts mm -hmm. of attention and focus. Right. That would be hard for even the most tenant 
attentive what was the word i'm trying to say attentive owners right uh the most attentive owners would give it's even more for them and it starts there so i would say you know with the rescue we say how can we help and we've talked about this before melissa that you it's not that you, oh, well, we need to get these dogs adopted out. And I kind of, I was raised with that mindset. The shelters are full. Don't get a puppy from a breeder because you need to adopt a shelter dog. Well, that's kind of a cut and dry delivery of a very pragmatic issue, right? It's not, that's not the case. Absolutely rescue. When someone says adopt, don't shop. I said, yes, rescue. If you can, please do. But same thing. Are you prepared for that? Are you prepared? Why do you think they're in the shelter? We have, and you know, we uh we record obviously some shows up ahead and we've today we recorded an um, another amazing trainer uh we have please look at our previous episodes if you ended up with a dog if you're thinking of getting a corgi take a look at our episodes with the trainers see what you're in for get in touch with these people they, they deal are, with those problems too. they they yeah. are lovely 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 people who will tell mm-hmm. you what kinds of things you're going to deal with. And if you've gotten into this situation or yeah, I'm going to say, if you know somebody who got into this situation, because chances are you're not watching our podcast. If yep. you know somebody who got into the situation, please reach out to us. We can give you the names of, of some trainers that they can talk to. Like your kid misbehaves. Do you put your kid up for adoption? Well, some people do. Yeah, they might. No, seriously. Do you, you know, your kid misbehaves. This is your child. You always wanted a child. Um, my my niece, I kid I around with her. She she had in vitro. She has twins. They're gorgeous. They're wonderful. They're 10 years old. Uh, you know what a 10-year-old could be like. And two of them. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at them and she shakes her head sometimes because it's overwhelming to have children. And I go, you paid a lot of money for those kids. I'd suggest keeping them around. It's a joke, but unfortunately... It's not a joke when it comes to to animals and you are bearing the brunt of it. And it's a life. Yeah, it's, it's a, a life. life. And the other thing to be mindful is to be mindful of people like Melissa here that are just doing the, doing this kind of work, taking care of these animals and advocating for them. You are taxing their situation. Um, you, Melissa, and your staff, you have a family, you have families, you have other things, you have jobs, you have mortgages, you have complex problems just like every other human and now you're dealing with this and that's the other thing that kind of gets missed as well yeah um when you make a decision of this magnitude it's a ripple effect it affects so many other people you know the animal we we tend to put the animal first here because we're animal centric but it's not just that a lot of humans uh, deal with this fallout as well and my point with uh, the rescuing you know you always yes we always say rescue if you can uh, but if you want a puppy from a breeder, it's okay. Like you were saying, just please do the research on the breed. Yeah. yeah. Reach out to us. Reach out to people that have had the type of dog you like. Ask them about the temperament. Uh, find out about the kind of health problems they can have and if the breeder does anything to circumvent that before breeding. Um, you know, Ask about lineage. Uh, make sure that you're getting bloodlines. I mean, the good breeders have champion bloodlines. Our friend Robert went all yes. the way to uh, the Ukraine before all this happened and got taken. These Russian bloodlines, and the thing is, is they're supposed to be really good in temperament, conformation. They're supposed to be healthy and live very healthy lives right. harmoniously. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that for a good breeder. So it's not just having puppies. Uh, but we ask you, audience, please reach out, do the research. And adopting does help. But 
there's a lot that goes into that, which is why East Coast Corgi Rescue has uh, choosy. That's, you know, mindful decisions. It's it, you, mm-hmm. just because you want to rescue a dog doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a dog. And from what I understand, uh, part of the problem, too, is a lot of them are so reactive and not dog friendly. And a lot of it is people mm-hmm. that rescue and foster have other dogs. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's part of the big problem about it. How do you place a dog that can't be around other dogs when the people that normally love dogs have yeah. several? Yeah, well, and I think exactly. you saw it, but we put up a post a couple weeks ago. It was like mid-May asking for no dog homes. And I, I think you commented on it, but we, we, got, we got annihilated from people saying maybe you should open up your geographic boundaries. There's your entitlement again. There's freaking five of us. Who don't get paid for this? Like right. we yeah. do rescue events. We buy our own lunch. Like we don't take one penny from this rescue and we make no money to do this. And we spend probably each of us probably spends 20 to 30 hours a week on the side, chatting, messaging, picking up dogs, coordinating transports. It's like, I don't know who some of these people think they are, but they're like, you should go to this state and you should go to this state. And it's like, who's going to get that dog back to me when you decide that you don't want it anymore? Like you'll dump it at a shelter in upstate New York and then we've got to drive 10 hours to go get it, you know, but that's, it's like, people just don't get it. And that's the other really hard part is like, if you don't like our rules, open your own rescue. Let's see how it goes for you. Right. But perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. Yeah. And I just think, I think that unfortunately like that post, like even some of our like more thick skinned, um, people in the rescue said, I've lost all faith in humanity. Like this problem's so much bigger than us. And I don't know how we fix it. And it's unfortunate because there's just way more dogs than w- people can help. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's an unsolvable problem because that is just so depressing. And well, fixing people is harder. Yeah. Fixing. Yeah. People. And, and yet, and yet that, so if you're going to go for a dog, really question yourself what can you be with this dog can you know ask yourself the hard questions i mean the really hard questions and if you're even slightly i don't know superficial if if you're the person who says i had to break up with her or him because the gum chewing was just driving me crazy please for the love of all that is holy do not adopt an animal and I really I steer- strangely called out right now. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. But you okay? I have a better one. If you yeah. created an Instagram for a dog you don't have yet, don't, then don't get a dog. Oh my god, don't gosh. get a dog. But that's no. what all these people want: is they want a famous corgi and they want to have Instagram accounts for them, and it's crazy. Yeah, we talked to uh, to Jerry of Three Crazy Corgis, and she's yes. kind of an influencer. And we we had we did a whole episode on that on yes. social media and your corgi, and and she had good advice because she was kind of an accidental influencer. She's like me; she's multiple corgis over and over again, um, and she just grew in popularity. And she she tells everybody when you when you want social media for your pet, ask your why. Is it that you're trying to? Are you, why are you trying to build your following? Is it because you love your pet and you want to share their magic with everyone? That's a great reason. If, if it's another reason, maybe think about it a little bit before you do it. And it was a, it was a good point. Um, but I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I just, I want everyone listening, following, we know this is not easy to hear, but as you can, as you can tell, this is, this is very hard. This is very hard for the people. It's uh, taxing everyone to their limits who are there and want to help. Uh, and the way you can help 
uh, dear viewer, dear listener, is please be mindful of where you get your dog um, and tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell people that maybe aren't going forth uh, with a full head of decision. Oh, this is great. They're impulsive and make decisions. Uh, Please tell them, say, look, I have resources for you. Please consider this. Um, It's obviously, like I said, we always put the animal first, but a lot of people uh, feel the fallouts of decisions that are not made fully mindful. Do you think that kind of covers it, Melissa? Is that what yeah. I feel like, you know, that episode of, of Seinfeld where um, George Costanza's father has Festivus where they air the grievances. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's me right now. I got a right. lot of problems with you people. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and well, yeah. you should, and well, you should. So mm-hmm. it needs to be heard. And, and yeah. that's what I say. And it's, you know, that anger, that anger comes from a place of hurt and stress and again, yeah. your, your mental health. And yeah. That's that's None of us are mad about the time we spend doing this. We're, no. we're as I said to the board two nights ago, I said, I feel justified in us taking a break because my job is to rescue corgis, whether I get paid for it or not, as you know, that's that's it's still called a job. That's my calling it's to rescue corgis. My job is not to help people undo their stupid decisions. And that's what it feels like we've been doing for the last yeah. year and a half. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and that's that's the thing. That's why I say, pers- but you, you, you jab at me a little bit for being kind. I just use softer language typically because to get people to listen, sometimes, uh, like you were saying, some of your audience, you kind of felt like you lost some of them, even though they they're used to it. It's you have to have that open mind and perspective and know mm. that that hurt, that anger comes from a place of love. If there wasn't right. so much love and dedication, you'd be like, all right, we'll just put them down. We'll take them to the kill. You know, if you didn't yeah. care, you would find a solution that was right. horrible. Right. Yeah. Um, but you're not like that. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of dedication and uh, wanting to do right by the animals. And what we can ask is that, uh, that everyone has that same open-minded perspective and realize there's a reason why uh, people are, you know, people like Melissa are, are so upset right now because uh, this is, quite the rift in a lot of lives uh, not yeah. just the animal but the people that does it so yeah i mean imagine we talk about you know children being shuttled between parents or you know unwanted kids or you know, you don't think people don't think that these beautiful precious animals have the same understanding you know don't fight in front of the kids the kids are going to know don't you know don't say this in front of the kids the kids are going to know guess what ladies and gentlemen guess what dear viewer dear listener the animals know Mm -hmm. the animals absolutely know that you know you don't want them we we could go into a whole episode about philosophy and you know some of your your newer not newer maybe, but some of like the Western cultures tend to put people first and other lives behind. Um, but some of your older cultures are not like that. We're here sure. to help the animals and no life is less important than the other. But that that is part of that philosophy. Yep, unfortunately. But um, Melissa, thank you so much. We don't want to keep you all night. It's late where you are. We want to let you get to your resting. You've had a yes. big day, but thank you for uh, sharing your voice. Yeah, and- of course. We will do our best to help spread the word to say, you know, please be mindful. Please, uh, please be aware and uh, recognize this. this is, it, it is hard to hear, but it needs to be heard. And we appreciate yes. everything you're doing and any way we can help you. Please let us know. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, of course. Thank, Thank you. you. Get some rest, lady. Go get some rest, Jess. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> okay. Bye. Good night. Bye. Oh my gosh. I see another moving episode. Like I'm yes. so moved. Yeah. I, it, 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 Melissa's absolutely right. It's it, it and I'm glad she called it out for what it is. It it's people being selfish. So Dear viewer, dear listener, we know that you're hanging out with us every Thursday, you know, or whenever you're listening like to, to our podcast. I would like to thank most of our listeners. And I was going to say, yeah. I know that you, you guys are not these people, you're but corgi you people. know, you're, you're like corgi us. people or, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're cat people, but you like our show because we're entertaining. Maybe you're German shepherd people, but you're animal people, you're, you're fur baby people, you're feather baby people. You, you guys know the people Melissa's talking about. Yeah. Please, Please intervene. Yeah. Please share with them. Please let them know that this is totally selfish on their part. It's, it's totally inappropriate well, perspective. I, I think sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, it, I know you say kind heart, but I, I try to lead with compassion and yeah. most often people know not what they do. And sometimes you have to show them. And so again, this, this anger comes from a place of hurt, of love. comes from a place of love. And uh, we wouldn't be in this position if people had some perspective. Like, yep. yes, there is, there's superficialities, there's selfishness, there is that. But there's also just lack of perspective. Uh, you know, a, getting a dog is a big decision. And whatever happens with that dog is going to have a ripple effect. And it's going to affect many different people. And we just wanted yes. you to hear uh, Melissa's story about her, she and her team and what they are, what they are dealing with and uh, how, you know, this is how we can help spread awareness. So please, yes, tell your family, tell your friends. If you listen to us, thank you so much. And you probably have a Corgi or other dogs and we know you cherish them and you can't possibly think what life would be without them. Uh, please make sure that this message gets heard to people that may not be so mindful. Thank you. Good yeah. night. Good night. See you next week.